it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello there, I'm Vaughan Bennis and welcome to this week's episode of New Horizons. This week, part two of the discussion on ableism. Remember, this came out of an article that was published in a recent edition of Blind Citizens News, written by Fiona Woods, who is currently Vice President of Blind Citizens Australia. She, Jonathan Craig and Julianne Bell joined together to present one of the Blind Citizens Australia Happy Hours in December and this is the second of a two-part series on this happy hour. Ableism is not something that uh, has been talked about to the same degree as, for example, sexism or racism has. Would you guys both agree with that? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean... The fact that people don't really know the word, you know, they say mm. I don't like the word. Well, I don't like the word either, but you know, that's the word. Mm. Um, I think that I think that's really what I was saying. That in the whole time I've been in BCA, I haven't heard a lot of conversation about it, yeah. and that's a reflection of society. But interestingly, since I've written my my article, I've actually seen lots of people, and I think there's been quite a few different articles about ableism. Lots of people talking about different ways it manifests itself and different things people can do about it. So it's definitely something people are starting to draw a bit more attention to, and that's a good thing. Do you think that the community of people who are blind or vision impaired have discussed this topic a little bit less than other uh, disabled cultures? I've seen a lot of articles from wheelchair users and from people with um, uh, CP and there's a, there's, a, there's a huge amount of this talked about by people who describe themselves as non-neurotypical. We, I think we're definitely behind, behind the eight ball in terms of our um, acceptance and embracing of the term ableism before we even start looking at the, the issue. A lot of blind people, I mean, there've been some discussions of late, you know, probably since Fiona's article that suggested that it was some kind of label that she had coined and the person who wrote that clearly didn't um, do their history research to discover that it was a label that Fiona did not in fact invent. And I think it's because, again, it's that notion that for some reason we feel the need to hide or minimise or make people more comfortable with our blindness. And I don't necessarily know that somebody who uses a wheelchair or somebody who as a, a limb disability or, or something feels quite the same way. I'm not sure because I'm not them, but the articles that they write, I tell you what, if people thought Fiona was angry, mm, man, yes. could they read some good articles from angry disabled people? I, I will just comment on that um, because and some of you may or may not know that I myself am a wheelchair user, so I have a foot in both uh, camps. And I would say that it is easier to pretend that you can hide your disability when you are just blind. Yes. Um, or, and, and, sure. and particularly, for example, if you have low vision, you actually can hide your disability. People can be quite confused as to how much your vision level is, and that's actually sure. a problem in itself. Um, but uh, I think that um, people who are wheelchair users, are this may be controversial, um, they're a little bit more used to being monstered and so they can be a little bit confrontational, more confrontational in response to that. Now, people who are blind uh, 
you know, they are perhaps just pitied, but we're, I think that we're considered a little bit cute um, by society generally. You know, we're very, our PR is, is good, but that doesn't mean anybody's going to give us a job. And that's, that's actually where the real effect comes in, isn't it, Fiona? Because you spoke beautifully about how that language converts into real outcomes. Yeah, I think so. Because if you've always talked about, oh, you know, I'm, I'm blind drunk and I, you know, that umpire's blind, it means you think someone's got no capacity. And so when it when you come to choosing someone for a job, obviously you don't think, oh, that's right, they're, if they're blind drunk. But you have this idea that blind people have less capacity and so you're less likely to consider someone for a job, I think. Or, or you know, as a family member or a friend or whatever, you just have... you. I guess the, the phrase will be othered, use othered people or distance them in a way that means that they're not the same as you. And just on that, one of the things that someone said to me a long time ago about wheelchair users um, and why they might be treated slightly differently to blind people was that this person said, well, it's because they can make eye contact. And somehow or other in that human connection, yeah. if people can make eye contact, she felt that that meant that there was a way that they were treated that you wouldn't be treated if people could just not look at you. And I don't know if that's true, but uh, I've... And I guess the other thing is, um, if you can't, if, you know, if there's stairs into a building, you can't get in. No one can say, oh, but if you had better mobility skills, or if you could use a computer better, or if you were a better wheelchair, you, you could get into that building. So there's kind of no arguing about if the accessibility of that. Whereas sometimes with blindness, there's different levels yes. of what we might be expected to be able to achieve. Yes. That expectation actually comes a lot of the time from within our community, doesn't it? Yes. We, I think, as a community of people who share a common a common trait, are quite unkind to one another at times. And we judge each other either on our own standards or on a an unreachable set of standards that we put up there for blind people to to you know to to subscribe to and we're sort of trying to create that super blind person and and that goes along with trying not to be quite so blind you know trying to be a little bit less blind a little bit less trouble a little bit more capable um, and, and we are very quick to say, oh, well, you know, look at him, he doesn't have enough independent skills, or look at her, she can't cook. A lot of that comes from our own expectations of ourselves. You know, we judge others because that's how we're judging ourselves all the time. We're thinking, oh, if I was better, I could, you know, come and catch that train or I could mm. access that website without <laughs> to use the phone or whatever the thing is. We have well, very think, high expectations. I, yeah. I think you're right. Um, for those of us that experienced any kind of special education, particularly in high schools in the 1980s, I'm going to say, um, there was so much of that given to us anyway. Special ed back then was, sure. and I, it was, a, was very, um, you have to be the best you can be and we're going to be as tough on you as we possibly can to make you as good as you can be was their, was their mantra. Yeah. But, yeah. But, it, but it actually created us to be our own and others worst critics you yes. know rather than being rather than expressing any kind of compassion towards our fellow blind individual we became very very judgy and i mean i don't know jonathan you you're probably in a better place to answer but do wheelchair people go well you know i'm so much better than him because i can wheel faster or you know I, i've got better ramp skills i don't know what you might compare but it just doesn't seem like the thing you would do yeah um i 
I would have to say from my own limited perspective that there mm. isn't that same level of judgment. Um, mm. And I think it's because, you know, this when we all feel like we're all representing our whole community and yes. being watched by the world, you know, yes. and what we need to do, the, the, it's so vital that we actually are the best that we can be because mm. that's the way that we see that we're going to get the jobs, that we're yes. going to get the recognition, that we're going to get the inclusion that we're but, looking for because but otherwise... Tip, but that can tip over so so quickly, can't it? It can yes. tip over into that really negative judgmental yes. place. Yeah. And so it makes yeah. it hard for us to sort of address ableism in the wider community when I think Fiona spoke about in her article that there might even be a little bit of ableism sort of within our own community towards each other. Yeah, internalised internalized ableism, mm. you know. Um, mm. it, I think, yeah, yeah we're, we're, very, we're very harsh on ourselves and on each other and I think mm. that that really goes a long way to kind of to our to up uh, for us to understand why perhaps this conversation has started later uh for us if indeed that is the case which i i personally think it is and i would also add to that and say that we're not proposing that we we are all you know that we all kind of behave um with a sense of entitlement yeah you know i'm i'm blind and and therefore you should you should know that the language you are using is incorrect and, and if you don't know, then shame on you. Mm. I mean, I don't think any of us in, in the discussion are sort of proposing either of those scenarios. We've all met, haven't we, the, the disabled person who either appears entitled or who seems very angry with the world mm. and we know that that creates really awkward interactions between that person and the rest of the world. I think that... Um, while we have been maybe judgmental in the past, I think that we are, there have been conversations, particularly in BCA more recently, about that sense of allowing other people to have their way and, yes. and be different. Yes. Um, and um, similarly, there's been conversations about the impact on our own mental health of some of these, these attitudes, yes. the judgmental attitudes, but also the ableism. And that's why I thought it was, it was appropriate to write this article now, because Absolutely. I think that we are starting to explore how to be kinder to ourselves and to each other. Um, and I, but I think part of that is allowing, I think we're all embarrassed and, and awkward and feel like those angry and entitled people are going to set us back. But those people are as entitled to exist as the, you know, the grumpy man at the traffic light. Yes, absolutely. You know, absolutely. If you're angry and entitled, then that's where you are and that's the absolutely. position you've had. Now, I might not be your best friend, but... no. Those people also have a place, I think, and I think oh, of you know, course. It, it is that kind of always feeling they have to apologise for the people who do it the wrong way. I guess what I meant was we're not advocating for us to become those people. Yeah. But but if I could pick up on your point, Jonathan, about politeness, because I think this mm. is super important, mm. and, and I'm, I'm going to just play the gender card for a second, and I think it becomes even more of an issue for women. Mm. Um, there's, I think there's a difference between politeness and sort of being walked over, being treated like a doormat, being treated like everything's okay. I yeah. mean, I can still hopefully get my point across and let someone know yeah. that their behaviour or their language is not is not okay with me and still be polite. Yes. You know, and I think we, yeah. we confuse politeness sometimes with an over-meekness, an over, 
uh, I, I can't quite find the word, maybe someone will find it for me, but, you know, that sense of I'll just allow these things to happen because I don't want to be rude. Sometimes this mm. stuff does upset us, Absolutely. you know. I was I was not very long ago, a couple of years ago, someone offered me a lollipop, you know, and said I was uh, said you did really well, mate, for when I when I put my pin in on to buy some stuff at Officeworks, and it wasn't it was a, like uh, SD micro SD cards and cables, like it wasn't your average stuff, you know. I realised as I thought about it, that's probably is this actually uh, like it, it did actually ch- change my day, like it did change my yes a lollipop Um, uh, you know uh, at the time like I wouldn't have necessarily shouted at him but I even could have tried to to you know to educate him a little bit more Uh, but and and I I even didn't didn't do that because I just I didn't want to make a scene and I knew that he was probably a lovely old cuddly fella really but but like (laughs) you know and it is about intention yeah. and that's yeah. the trouble, isn't it? Because yeah. I think that, that there are quite a few times when, when people are saying these things or doing these things and their intention is genuinely good, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so how does yeah. one how does one address that without, you know, damaging a good intention? Yes. Well, I read a good thing during the Black Lives Matter uh, debate. Someone put up an article and I don't know who, who first mm. said this, but... So I can't attribute it, but I know, you know, it goes way back. But basically someone said, look, if someone stands on your toe, it doesn't matter if they meant it, it was an accident, it doesn't matter if they accidentally fell on your toe, if they stood on it deliberately, basically what you want them to do is to get off your toe. Yeah. Their intentions are really irrelevant, what you want is the situation to change. And so you can't buy in too much. I mean, I I agree, you don't want to be... Yeah, but really, the thing is, you don't want them offering you a lollipop next time you go in to buy a computer. And that ends this two-part series on ableism as it relates to people who are blind or vision impaired. I do hope you've enjoyed it. If you'd like to contact Blind Citizens Australia, you can call 1-800-033-660, or you can email bca at bca.org.au, bca at bca.org.au. I'll talk to you next week. We'll achieve the realisation of a dream, of our dream.